today we're going to speak about a topic close to my heart, and that is food, or, or more like getting to food that's inside a food package on Shabbos. How to get to the food. Now, in order to, um, in order to understand, I'd like to give a little bit of background. We are going to be touching on three different Av Malachot, Soter, which means destruction, and perhaps its sister um, Av Malacha, which is Boneh. We're going to be talking about Makebepatish, and we're also going to be talking about Korea, tearing. Okay? Just a little bit about Soter. So I said that Soter is, is de- deconstruction, and any one of the Amitat Malachot, in order to be over an Isidiraita, a person has to do that, that, that Malacha in a constructive or positive form, in a positive way. If you do any of the Malachot in a negative, destructive form, then it's not Asumidiraita. Usually it's Asumidirabanan, but it's definitely not Asumidiraita. Now, so how does one do Soter, which is deconstruction, in a constructive way? And the answer is, if you deconstruct for the purpose of constructing, then that's an Av Malacha. In other words, to destroy, I don't know, a house, or let's say a smaller project, a doghouse, in order to build another one in its place, so that would be an Av, an av Malacha on Shabbos. And if a person, let's say, has a nail sticking out of the wall, and a person wants to pull the nail out in order to put a different nail, or better, something else, you know, to better the construction then even pulling out a nail, even if you're not building the whole house, but in and itself is an act of deconstruction, and that would be an Av on, on Shabbat. Now, another question would be that the basic definition of Boner is a structure that's connected to the ground, in order to build something. A house, a doghouse, okay? a chicken coop, or whatever it is. But what if the thing is not connected to the ground? Let's say you want to build a stender, on Shabbat. Okay? Is there an issue of bone? And let's say you want to deconstruct a stender in order to, I don't know, glue it and put it back together in a better way. Is that an issue of soter on Shabbat? A stender is a kli, right? What's a def- How would you uh, translate the word kli into English? Utensil. Good, I'm glad you're always there with that. Correct. It's not a vessel, it's a utensil. Right? A knife is not a, not a vessel. Yet, yet it's a kli. A stender is also not a vessel, yet it's a clear. A chair is a clear. A, a table is a clear. These are things that are not atta- generally attached to the ground. They have a din of a clear. So, is there an issue of binyan and stira by kalim? Or is binyan and stira only apply to structures like houses? Okay? Now, it's a machokas mishonim. Let me give you a little bit of background why the machokas started. There's one gemara that says a person could take a, a, a hatchet and lop off the top of a barrel in order to get to the figs inside the barrel on Shabbos. So the question is, how can you do that? That's deconstruction, that's soter. You're destroying. And even if you're not doing it for positive purpose, it would still be also midrabanan. If it was a derach kilkul, it would still be also midrabanan. So why, why does the Brighton say that it's muta l'chadchila to do? So some Rishonim answer, oh, the Rashba and the Ritva and the Ran answer, oh, that's because ain't binyan vestira bekelim. 
And when it comes to a structure that is not connected to the ground, it's a kli, there's no isra binyan ostira. And that's why it's just mutter to break open the barrel or to, or, or to be boner, to make a barrel. There wouldn't be an isra deraita for sure not. And, and smash but even mutter to destroy. Tosos is out, however, brings another kasha. There's a, there's a gemara that says that if a person pulls a little splinter off a, off a branch or a piece of wood that's on the floor in order to clean his teeth, to, to make a toothpick, so he's over on the Isra of Bona. How could that be, Stira? You, know, it's either, you just got through saying there's no Indian of Binyam Bekalim. So, Tosus, what Tosus' answer is that there is an Isra of Binyam Bekalim and Kalim. So why was it mutter to, to lop off that barrel top? So he said, because that barrel was a clean mustaki. Mustaki comes from the Latin word mastic, which means glue. Okay? It was a glued together kli. And because that barrel was glued together, therefore it was mutter to smash. But a regular barrel, tosses, of course it would be also, I mean not tosses, the yeah, tosses. So there would be also to, 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 to break a regular kli. In other words, Tosos passing against the Rashba and the Ritz from the Ran, and Tosos and the Rosh say that there is binyan vestir by Kalim, except to the exception of a Kli Mustaki. Okay? Lastly, we have the Rambam and the Rift that answer the steer a different way. And they answer, there's an Isra binyan Bekalim, and that's why the toothpick is also. But there's no Isra of steer of Bekalim. Okay? That's the Rambam and the Rift. So you really have a real interesting array of Rishonim, of central Rishonim. These are not like the, you know, Minchas Pinchas of the, of the Rishonim. The real major Rishonim have a machoket as to the din of Binyam Vestir Bekelim. You have the Ritva and, and the, I mean, the Rashba and, and, and his following that say that it's completely mutu, there's no Isra of Binyam Vestir Bekelim. Okay? You have Tosos that says there is all Kalim, there's a din of Binyam and Stir except for Mustaki. And then you have the Rambam that there, there isn't Isra Binyam, but there's no Isra of Stir. So how do we paskin? So the Shulchan Aruch paskins like the Rosh. That there's binyan v'stir v'kelim except for klim mustaki. The Gra, interestingly enough, paskins against the Shulchan Aruch in this case, for you Gra fans, okay? And he says, he paskins like the Rosh, but there's no binyan v'stir by kelim. Okay? That's a little background. We're going to get to applications. We're going to get to applications very soon. You have a question in the background? Yeah? Yeah, Rosh is like Tosfot. Yes, Russian tosses are together and on this, yes. Correct. Like the Rashba. Wait, sorry, it's the Gronach Rashba and what is that one? And the Shulchanach passing like the tosses and the Rosh. Okay? Makabapatish. Makabapatish is a very interesting malacha. Makabapatish literally means to hit it with a hammer. To hit something with a hammer. Now, where's the, why is it Av Malacha? It's an Av Malacha because what it really is, is the finishing touch. Anybody ever hear the phrase, finishing touch? Yeah. yeah. Toilet paper. Toilet paper? <laughs> what is that? Is this an association game? No, it's a brand name. It's a brand name. Finishing touch toilet paper? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and now back to our show. No, because that's when you're finishing the... Okay. Where, what, what do you think the, the, what do you think the makor of the phrase finishing touch comes from? Huh? Paint? Why touch? Like, no, it's the hammer strike, obviously. So, so, the, it's, it's when a, a smith, a blacksmith, a silversmith, a goldsmith, a tinsmith, a coppersmith, 
uh, I don't know, whatever. Um, when he fin- he's finishing fashioning whatever Kli is making, a knife, a, a spoon, a, whatever it is, the finishing touch is the, is the last bounce of a hammer, the last touch that, uh, with a hammer that finishes the item, that makes it perfect, to put the finishing touch on. Okay? And that is the exact same etymology as the phrase Makabapatish. And the malacha is a finishing touch. And, and it's very, very interesting. The Rambam gives an example of a makabapantish. Let's say a person makes a, a vase or a vase, okay? And, and he, you know, makes it out of clay. And when it's dry and ready, he comes and, and starts, besides, he, he's going to paint flowers, because he likes flowers, pink flowers, along the rim, all around the rim of, of, this, of this vase that he just made. So the Rambam says to paint those flowers is an isur of makadapatish. Even though the vase is already a vase, and it's, it's functioning, but his design, the last thing that he wanted to do is to paint the vase, that's makadapatish. Another practical application is sometimes a person buys like a new suit, and he sees like little white uh, threads uh, next to the seam of, of the suit even though the suit is a black suit and, and there's no need for any white fl- threads, but the white threads were there during the manufacturing of the suit to hold different pieces of cloth in place. And then when they finish, they just pull the, those basting stitches out to clean up the suit. But sometimes they don't finish, and you see it. And on Shabbos, on your brand-new suit, to pull off that last, that, that last thread is an isodiraita of makabapatish. Okay, that's an avmalacha. Even though the suit is a suit, and you could wear it, and it works, and it functions, etc., that's called makabapatish. Yes, Eli? Um, well, two things, so two types of tags. One is like, so the tag on things also would be to pull it off of them. Possibly, also, possibly. Like dry cleaning tags. Like sometimes they put like things on it, whatever it is, and so like... Remind me, I'm going to get back to it. I, I think I have enough, that, that might be enough gamina to a point I want to make. Yes? I know this is practical, uh, like, class about practical, but... Um, with the Rambam's point about the makabapatish, if you're um, if you're uh, painting the, the vase, right? So if it was tummy, right, and then you decided you want to do this, would the tuma go off because it's not finished yet, or is it considered finished? Okay, um, I would say that, that no, that it's, it is considered finished vis-a-vis tuma, but not but not vis-a-vis shah. Right, right. <coughs> okay, now. Um, if a person is makabapatish b'kavana, he's over an isidoraita. If a person is makabapatish below mitchavein, meaning not intentionally he's being makabapatish, so the Gemara and Beitza, daf lamid gimmel amid aleph paskins, that they will go there, Rabbanu will go there, lo mitchavein, atu mitchavein. In other words, even lo mitchavein is something you, you, you shouldn't do, and you can ask, well, how, how could you do it, lo mitchavein, and how could you avoid it? We'll get to that also. The third introduction I want to give is to korea, which means to tear or to cut. Okay. Now, basic the basic avmalach of korea is if if you have a tapestry in the mishkan or even a, 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 a thing, a, an object of cloth that you have to open up the seam and re-sew it. So opening up the seam, separating, opening up the seam is basically the, the an example of korea. Where you take a, a, a cloth or any type of subtle material and you cut it in a constructive way for constructive purposes. Yes. Just out of 
For opening it up to resell it. Let's say you open it up, stop, you're saying that's also considered opening up? If you do it for con- destructive purposes, for no constructive reason, there wouldn't be a deraita. It would be the Rabbanan. That would be the Achilko. Okay, but it, it, according to most Deo, it only applies to um, soft, pliable material. In other words, something like wood wouldn't be an Isa Korea. There might be Chotech, other issues, but not Korea per se. So there's a very, very interesting brighter that pops up in Beitza. Matosefta, actually, yeah. It pops up in Beitza. It says, Muto lekroa ha'or mi'al chavit lasot zinuk. It is permitted to tear Korea, to tear the leather that was strapped on the mouth of a barrel, um, as long as you don't have in mind to create a spout. Now imagine a barrel. In order to seal the barrel, sometimes they put a piece of leather over it and, and tie it with a string around and around it and make an airtight seal. And now, what a person might want to do, if there's, let's say there's olive oil in there, so you cut like a little triangle on, in the edge, and now you have a nice spo- a spout. Well, when you tip it over, it's going to pour very cleanly and very, very, very nicely out of the, uh, the barrel. So that's, that's a zinuk, that's a spout. You can't do the spout thing, but you're allowed to cut the leather that's on top of the barrel. And I ask the age-old question, why? Why should it be mutter? Why is it mutter? Because it's in Isra Korea. And obviously I'm not the only one that asks it. All the Yishonim asked the question, a bunch of Achronim asked the question. I'll, I'll, skip, I'll skip a lot of the uh, name-dropping. I'll get right to the poskim. The Shulchan Acharav, the first Lubavitch Rebbe, wrote an incredible sefer called the Shulchan Acharav, and he basically says that the reason why it's mutter to slice that piece of leather is the definition of Korea is to separate two uh, connected bodies of leather, or, or, or cloth, or whatever it is. But if you have a piece of cloth and you just slash it in the middle, he says, that's not the Yisra Korea. And that's why it's mutter to do it to the barrel. Okay, second answer is the Chazonish. And the Chazonish says that the definition of Korea is to cut something carefully. If you slash it, and you don't care where the slash mark goes or where the cut goes, you just want to get to that olive oil in there, right? So that is not by definition Korea. It's not, it's not relevant that it's derakilkel, not derakilkel. It's not Korea at all, because if it's haphazard, it's not Korea. If you're trying to, you know, cut by design, that's what Korea is. The Chazonish. This is known as the Chazonish's Kula. Okay? Um, the third answer is given by the Ran, maybe Rashi as well. It's brought down by the Mishnah also adopted by Rav Moshe Feinstein, and a lot of your grandmothers as well. And the grandmother rule is, if it's for food, it's mutter. How many of you heard that one? Not mine. If it's for, wow. That's like 100% of the people in the room. If it's for food, it's mutter. Now, what does that mean? Are you allowed to, like, be mavash or something? If it's for food, it's mutter? Ochel nefesh only applies to Yom not Shabbos. So where does that rule, like, if it's for food, it's mutter come from? So I'm going to tell you. It comes from this din, from this very, this very Tosefta in Beitza. Um, the explanation is that I told you before that anyone with the Av Malachot, if it's done in a destructive, negative fa- fashion, it's not also Midiraita, but it's also Midirabanan. Rabbanan made a Gezeira, even Derach Kilkul, Shem, you're going to do it in a positive way. So even, even in a negative or a destructive manner, it's also to do. 
But they're explaining that for food, they weren't goza derech kilkul is also. In other words, for food, derech kilkul is mutter. And that's the, the rule of for food, it's mutter. Now, to do, the, do this type of thing like chorea, derech kilkul, because you're not slicing the, the leather on this, on this, on this um, barrel for constructive purposes. You're doing it for, for just to slice it, right? And for food, it's mutter. And I, I said to you, the Mishnubura passes like that, al-halacha, Ramosha Feinchings, that's all, passes like that, al-halacha, and you can go ahead and do it if you happen to have a barrel of, of olive oil with leather strapped to the top of it. Yes? So, you're saying that constructive doesn't matter if you do something. If you do something with a positive outcome, it's not necessarily considered constructive? Right. In other words, the malach itself is what's important. If the slashing, right. It's, a, it's an interesting point you're making. Now, realize that these, these heterim are not, in other words, are you allowed to open up a, a bag of napkins or a bag of plastic cups on Shabbos? Well, napkins, it would seem napkins definitely not cups. Serviettes. Oh, okay. okay. Go on. Um, some people are even the usual word for some reason. Um, but, uh, well, then, definitely after cups, there's surely more of a time to say they're permitted because it's sort of for food and drink. Yeah, but it's not, it's not directly for food. That's not directly no, for food. No, it's more directly than that no. So according to the listen, according to the Chazonish, if you rip open the bag haphazardly, it's completely mutter. You try not to, to rip any words, but it's completely mutter. And I was told a couple of uh, old old city Shabbos Shabbatot ago, years ago, that the guys when they went back after Vatican at the Kotel, they went to uh, Rav Nevensal. Um, he, you know, invites people to her kiddush after Vatican. And so he just ripped open a, a, a bag of plastic cups for the guys, basically passing like chazonish. Um, but according to the Mishnabur and the Moshe, that not, it's not necessarily so, because they use a different answer to that same question. So I would tell you, a person should try to open up these things before Shabbos, but if you really need it on Shabbos, of course you could be someone from the chazonish with that question. Okay, and you could always uh, rely on the grandmother trick, that Litzorach Ochel, their kokel is mutter. Yes, sir? And um, do you, can you do it, um, in a, are you allowed to do it in like a clean way, or it can only be... It can be in a clean, it can be in a clean way, but it shouldn't be in a way that, in other words, that you care, that you care... Right, no, I would stay away from dotted lines. Okay? I'll get to. I'm going to get to it now. That's that's the theoretical background. I just threw in the I just threw in the example of, of, of plastic cups to make keep things interesting. Now I want to really bring application, everyday application. Hold hold your question a second. Cans is a person mutter is a mutter to open up a can on Shabbos, a tin on Shabbos. Okay. Now my favorite uh, foods that are found in can is Coca-Cola, okay, and tuna fish. So that's what I'm going to deal with, Coca-Cola and tuna fish. Let's start with the tuna fish. Is it okay to open up a tuna fish can on Shabbos? Well, let's see. The Shulchanach passes like the Rosh, and the Rosh says that there is an issue of binyan and steer by Kalim. So you have this can, and you're going to now destroy it by opening it up, Right? You know, you have this, this, this thing that's gonna, would have held the tuna fish forever, and you're gonna destroy it on Shabbos, stira. You're being sold to a kli. So it's quite possible, according to Shulchan, it's, uh, it's Asur, unless you want to claim 
that a can, a tuna fish can, has a din of a clean mustaki. Now, that would all depend on why the Tosot feel clean mustaki was mutter to destroy. If Tosot felt clean mustaki is mutter to destroy because it's not very stable, it's rickety, it's old, it's, and therefore loses its chashivut, causes its instability, a can, a tuna fish can, is probably more stable than any person in this room. And will probably outlive all of us if left alone. Right? And therefore, you can't consider it mustaki. However, if what Tosas is saying is that a clean mustaki means, you know, it's, you glued it together for whatever, as soon as you finish using it, you're just going to get rid of it. Meaning it has no chashivut. That's what was significant of a clean mustaki. It's lack of significance. Right? Then I could apply it to a tuna fish can and, and perhaps say it would be mutter. Okay? Just raising that as a possibility. According to the Gra, it would be mutter because the Gra passes like the Rosh, but there's no issue of binyan steer by Kalim anyway. Okay, so the Grah opened up tuna fish cans, if, if he ever got his hands on them. Um, the Chazonish says the following. Chazonish says it's mutter to open up tuna fish cans because it doesn't have a din of a kli. Ellie, what's a definite, what's a, de- a utensil? Is a tuna fish can a utensil? Define utensil, Mr. Man. Define, definition utensil. Huh? I'm sorry? What is the definition of a utensil? It's a human for practical use, especially in a household. I don't like that definition. A utensil is usually something that you could use and reuse. Uh, use and reuse. And Chazonish wanted to say that a sealed can of tuna cannot be used and reused. In other words, as soon as you use it, you could no longer use it. You get it? A spoon is a utensil. A cup is a utensil. A chair is a utensil. That's what his claim was. And and a sealed can of tuna fish is simply, it's not a kli. And therefore, you're not being sold to kli. I asked Rav uh what he thought about the Chazonish, and he... he he wasn't all convinced. He wasn't convinced of the Chazonish's argument. He felt that as one could make a very good argument to say that a can of tuna fish is a kli. But that's another pasta heter, heter. In other words, one heter for the tuna is maybe it's a kli mustaki. Another heter for the tuna is maybe the gra was right that you're allowed to be sold to these things. Another possibility is the Chazonish who says it doesn't have a din of a kli in the first place. Okay? Um, another malach we have to worry about is makabipatish. If a person takes a can opener and opens a can completely to remove the lid, so he either might have been over on Isra Bona because now he's created a new Kli, or he's perfected this existing Kli into a Kli that has now an opening, and you could put things in and you could take things out. Right? And therefore it might be a a possible problem of Makabipatish. Korea I don't think is a problem because the metal is quite uh, rigid, and I don't think Korea is, is applicable. Wait, now, I want to add on one bonus heter to allow opening up cans, and that is the din of chotlot. Chotlot, the Shulchanot brings down a din. In the good old days, when they used to harvest dates, they used to harvest the dates before they were ripe, they used to put them into a bag or a sack that was formed out of date fronds or leaves, okay, that were, were woven together into a sack. But as soon as you opened up this bag of this sack of dates, the whole thing would just unravel. And the Shulchan Aruch says that it's mutter to open up chotlot, 
Okay? Because basically it's unraveling. Um, and, and basically the understanding of Mishaburim, basically say the reason why the Shulchanach says it's mutter is because it doesn't have a din of a kli. Oh, but it's, it's, it's fun. before you open it up, it's functioning like a sack, holding all those dates together, etc. Why doesn't it have a din of a kli? So, bepashtud, it, it's because, by definition, as soon as you open it, it just disintegrates. And, and, and therefore, not only subjectively, but objectively, it's only, it's only possible to use it one time. Okay? Now, that's good for, for chotlot. The question is, can I look at a tuna fish can as chotlot? Most people, when they open up a tuna fish can, they empty out the contents and throw out the can. Some people eat half a can of tuna and leave the rest of the half, half the can in the fridge if their mother lets them, or if they're in college, or in yeshiva and they have a fridge. Okay. In other words, quite often these cans are used as, uh, and, and kept as a utensil. Okay, I had a whole set of cookery pots, all, all used cans. Those were my pots when I was in college. Um, you know, um, so people can reuse them. Some people reuse them. So the question is, if there's a miut, but a miut nikar of people that use these 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 kalim, whatever, it's possible that they don't have a chotlot. And according to the Aruch HaShulchan, according to Rav Moshe Feinstein Zatzal, according to Rav Aaron Lichensin Yibad Al-Chaim Rukim, as long as you have a meat of people that would re- reuse the can or complete, or leave the leftovers in the can, the can has a din of a kli and it's not a din of chotlo. Okay? Um, one possible din of a chotlo might be a, 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 a let's say, a, a milk bag in Israel. A milk bag. No, a potato chip bag is not a good example. People roll it up and put it away. But a milk bag... No one puts anything back into it. I mean, unless you want to say, well, just holding in the fridge is is kind of like using the clear. That's also a problem. So that's the issue of chotlot. Now, there, there are poskim, not many. One major posek was the Yisoda Yishurin. Who ever heard of the Yisoda Yishurin? Who's from Toronto? You never heard of the Yisoda Yishurin? Rafelder? You heard of Rafelder? Okay. Okay, Rafelder... Big Godel, big Polsek, wrote an incredible sefer called the Yisoyu Shurin. Um, and he felt that all food um, re- receptacles, anytime we buy a food in a package, that has a din of chotlot. Because as soon as you finish the food, it might be a week, but it's, when you finish it, you're going to throw it out. And he even felt that opening up a milk carton, when you make that spout, he felt that was okay, because again, it wasn't significant, you're going to be throwing it out right away. Meaning eventually. And therefore, he was matir, uh, all those things. And as I said to you, the Orcha Shukhan, Rav Moshe Feinstein, and Rav Luchensin all felt that, that those applications are not good. So I'm saying there are posts that allow it. You see a lot of uh, from, look, I've seen a lot of from looking people, at least in London, that would open up a can of Coke. Not only Coke, sometimes even 7 Up. Um, and the question is why? So the only hetter that I could think of is the hetter of the Yisodi Yishurin. Because by opening up a can of coke and making that spout, you, you're also making a spout. It might be a problem. It's, it's a bit problematic. Um, if, however, you open up a can of coke in such a way where you don't 
pull it open enough. In other words, you just pull enough that you could release the coke, but if you, when you start pouring it, it goes all over your pants and all over the place. So then you didn't create a spout, then you would at least uh, alleviate that, the, the issue of makabipatish. You would get to the issue of, of whether there's a problem with binyanim steer by the cleave. Okay? Um, so, bottom line, I think I gave you a heck of a lot of heterim, but bottom line, I believe, my personal belief is that tuna fish cans should be opened before Shabbos, and coke cans shouldn't really be opened on Shabbos, but what if you're in a bind, and you need the tuna, someone just popped in for Shalashudas, an uninvited guest, and you need to open up a can of tuna, how do you do it? So what you do is, you go to the sink, and you open, first thing you do is, you, you make a hole, you puncture a hole in the bottom of the can, now, do this over the sink. I'm, t- I'm speaking from experience. Okay? Um, of course, right away, the oil is going to start spritzing all over the place. Um, and even if it's tuna in water, it's still not a pleasant thing to have in your pants. Right? Um, do it over the sink. So now you made a hole underneath there. Then, you take a can opener and open the top lid three-quarters of the way open. Okay? And bend it open. And then remove the, the tuna from it. Why am I doing it in such a way? Because I, I'm making sure that I'm not creating any type of a cleave that any normal pe- person would ever want to use. Okay? The only thing, there is a possibility to say that you are destroying the cleave, which is the tuna can that could have stayed there forever and ever, and you're puncturing it on the bottom. And yes, it is possible, according to the Shulchan Aruch, that isn't the cleave mustaki, and you're not allowed to do stira. But again, you have all these different heterim. You have the gros heter. You have the, the chazonishes heter that it's not really a kli. You have uh, the, so the yishun's heter that maybe it has a din of chotlot. All kinds of heterim. The peshasatrak, you're being somach on that. But stay away from problems of creating a new kli or, or makabipatish. And the same thing with the coke. If you really, really need your coke fix on Shabbos, and I, for me, onik Shabbos and coke are almost synonymous, um, and you don't have any other, you know, source of coke. So you could do that. You could just crack the, you know, the, the top open a bit and, and just let it dribble out in such a way that no one would ever use that coke can to refill it or anything like that. And you didn't create a spout. That would probably be an okay thing to do. But I wouldn't, wouldn't, I don't think you should open up all the way, despite that fact that it has that little line there. It doesn't really make that much of a difference. Question so far in cans. Yes? For a coke can, are you allowed to puncture the hole into the bottom or is that making a spout? No, it won't make a spout. It'll start shooting wildly. No, one little hole. A little of the hole, it'll be wild, you know, just spritzing out all the Believe me, I mean, turn it upside down, you puncture the bottom. I imagine it's the same thing. I mean, I imagine it's the same thing. In other words, it doesn't make a difference if you do that little hole in the bottom, or you pull the top a little bit on the top. Either way, you're opening up a crack so that you haven't really made a spout, and you're not imp- you're not improving a cleat. Can you puncture the hole, cover it up, opening up from the top, and then drink it normally? I never tried. I, I'll, I'll tell you after the weekend. <laughs> I, think, I don't know. Oh, you didn't pick a weekend. Okay. Next. Yes. Okay. Avi. What does uh, happen opening up a wine bottle? Was that on? I'll get to that. Yes, yes. Um, thanks. One, if, if there's something that only you do, which sub- subjectively... Um, you're making a cleave and no one else, really no one else does it. Um, is that considered a problem, making a cleave? Yes. Um, okay. Secondly, um, 
Are you allowed to open a folding chair on Shabbos? Yes. In the Gemara's term, it, was, it existed in times of the Gemara, it was called a kisei traskal. Kisei traskal, you're allowed to. It's not or anything Right, because it's all interconnected and you're not creating a new cleat. Interesting question, but yeah. Ellie? Two things. One is, or actually, never mind. Uh, one of them. One thing is, so there's some like new can openers. So you know the, the old ones that like cut around the inside of the can to make like jacket edges? So they're new, the new ones, like they cut around the outside, so like you can sort of reseal it. It makes it safer, like so there's no jagged edges. Is there more of a problem with that? I never saw that. They have it, it's like, they, so you have the inside of the can, you know there's like a little metal thing that on the side, so it cuts like that. So it's like... And you could actually use it to recut... You theoretically could reuse it if you wanted to, but it just makes it safer, so it's not jacket edges on the inside. I wouldn't, look, I wouldn't, I wouldn't use that can open to open it 100%. I would still open it only three quarters of the way. So I don't think that would be an issue. Yes, sir? Different shear. It's a fascinating shear, the umbrella shear. Um, yeah. Anyways... That's just like, that's like a little trailer for upcoming. Yeah, sure. Um, yes? What about it's like a giant can of so like apple juice where you have to poke holes on both sides? You don't, no, 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 no. The holes, listen, the holes that you poke with a can opener, you cannot use on Shabbos because that is creating a spout. That the, the triangle that you make with a can opener, that's problematic. You could use the can opener to make just a little dot. So you're not creating an effective spout, but not not a full. Uh, it's not a problem to make two holes. All right, let's move on to potato chips. One of my favorite foods of all time. Okay, potato chips. How do you open up a potato chip bag on 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 Shabbos? Now, number one, what about the the issue of bone and stira? Are you being soter the bag by opening it up, like I mentioned about the can? So Ramosha Feinstein says that there's no din of stira by begodim. And what he means by begodim are things that don't have a rigid structure. His application was not potato chips, but rather a bag of sugar on Shabbos. He said there wouldn't be a piece of, of stira to open up a bag of sugar on Shabbos. Okay? Um, another issue we have to um, address is makabit patish. You have to open up, if you can open up the bag, it can't be opening up a bag where you're, you're improving the kli. Well, to open up a potato chip bag where you now have a nice little receptacle that will sit in, in the palm of your hand as you eat one potato chip at a time, that might be a problem of makavipatish, and therefore one should not do that. Another reason why one shouldn't do that with a potato chip bag, which is to basically open up the heat seal on the seam, is because if you remember the Orach HaShulchan that I mentioned about Korea, and he said that the definition of Korea is to open up a seam, yeah. so you cannot open up a seam on Shabbos. You cannot open up glued uh, paper or an envelope, to open up an envelope where it's glued, and because there's a problem of Korea, according to the uh, uh, Shulchan Al-Kharav, and also, by the way, according to Rav, Rav, Rav Ein Lichtenstein. Um, you'd never, ever open up two sealed surfaces. So let's say you want to open up a pudding on, on Shabbos. According to Rav Lichtenstein, you, you have to do the slice method, trying to avoid the letters. You don't peel off the top. Um, there are some poskim that feel that you're allowed to peel off the top against the Shulchan uh, Acharav and Rav Lichtenstein. And the reason why they feel it's mutter is because when the company glued that down, 
they, it was it's seen as a temporary seal, almost like a zipper, so to speak, because that's exactly the same spot that you're going to open it. But again, you know, there, there, there's, there's Yeshmala Hakel there, but Rav Lachansin feels that you shouldn't be peeling open your bodies or your gills or whatever, or whatever it is. Um, and you should also try your best when you are cutting to avoid words. So what indeed is the very best method to open up your potato chips? Crisps. Okay? Okay. Basically, you hold your potato chip big in your left hand, exposing the belly of the, that's the, where the seam, the back seam is, the, the belly. You expose the, the, the soft belly of the potato chip bag. You take a knife, and with a downward mo- motion, you jab the, 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 the potato chip bag, and you pull down. Okay? Now, be careful. Be careful with that jab. You have to be careful with that jab. It should be controlled jab, because remember, your hand is on the other side right of the bag. But what are, you, what are you achieving here? Again, you hold the, the bag... And you jab it in its belly and pull down. So opening up its contacts, and, and all the potato chips will fall out in the bowl that you had prepared beforehand underneath the bed. Okay? Um, the advantage is like this. You're not over on Iso Korea because it's haphazard, A, according to Chazonish, and B, it's for food. The Mishabura, Rav Moshe Feinstein, etc. So it's not a problem of Korea because you did it Derech Kilkul. You didn't do it by opening up carefully in a way that it's going to be nice because that wouldn't be Derek Kilkel, but you just, you jammed it and you pulled it down and you didn't cut open a seam. You just, you sliced the potato chip bag exactly like the Tosefta and Bates that talks about slashing the, the, the leather. Okay? And by doing it in, in, the, in a soft underbelly, there are no letters there. There's no, usually no letters. You want to avoid letters because according to many postgames, if you slice a word into two, you might be over on Mochek Midrabanan. Okay, so that's as far as opening up uh, crisps. Wait, I want to try to finish this year. So I want to talk about the next topic, and for that I need a volunteer from the audience. Yossi, can I borrow your your water bottle? Because I want to talk about bottles now. Okay. Now, you see this, the cap here? I'm not talking about the bottle, by the way, is not changed in any way. I'm not, don't focus on the bottle. I'm focusing only on the cap. Is this a Klee? No. Yeah. Yes. 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 Not to drink out, but it's a utensil. I close the bottle, I open the bottle. It's a cap. It's a Klee. It's a utensil. Okay? Now, when it's closed and I have this other plastic ring connected to it, it's either not a Klee at all, or it's a Klee that's not usable or very usable until I click, 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 open it and remove that, that ring, and now I have a much more usable kli. Okay? In my humble opinion, it's makabapathish midioraita. Okay? Even though your intention is to get to the water, uh, but nonetheless, most people want to use this cap over and over again, and by, by taking off the ring, you are improving it. And indeed, that's how the, the, the Shmir Shabbat Kihilchata um, paskind initially, and in the footnotes, Kotzer of Shom Zaman Orbach Zatzal, saying that if it's a metal cap, like you find in cheap Misora wine in yeshiva, right, then the whole, the whole metal was actually formed on the, the bottle itself by a machine. Okay? So that it never even had an existence of a clee, 
at all, and even now that it's sealed on top of the bottle, unless you modify it, it's not usable, so it doesn't have a din of a kli yet. So he, there he says you could take a knife and jab a hole into the top of it, and then just turn it and open it and remove it, and then you can get to the contents of your misorate wine, or grape juice, or whatever. But the plastic like this, it's problematic. Because this might have had an identity of a Kli beforehand, and then you get to the old question that we discussed by the tuna cans, is there a problem of steer or bekelin if I make a hole in the, in, in the cap of that? However, Rav Yosef, Zechat Tzadik Levracha, he wrote a whole tshuva attacking that psaq of Rav Shom Zaman Orbach, and he said, basically he claimed that this ring, everybody knows is there for safety seal purposes, but he says that ring is put there by the company to later be removed. And if something's put there to later be removed, it's not considered halachically connected. And therefore, when I open the bottle, I'm not really modifying the cap in a significant way because it was put there to be removed, or one could say it's not, it doesn't even become part of the cap. Who loves that spark? I do. Okay. Um, I mean, you just mindlessly like anything Rav Yosef says. Obviously. Okay. Now, I have to, I want to share with you, I want to share with you a halachic fantasy that I have, and that, I don't have it anymore, but up until uh, Rav Yosef Yosef was nifter, I had this halachic fantasy that one day I was going to walk into an elevator, and all of a sudden, Rav Yosef would walk into the elevator also. And then I would start discussing bottle caps with him, and we'd get stuck in between floors. Okay? And then we'd really have it out on this particular issue, okay, about the battle caps. Because um, the rye that he brings, this idea, because it is a very innovative idea. The rye he brings is from a Gemara, and the Shokhanach passes like this Gemara. In the good old days, when they used to have ovens that didn't have like a, a rubber gasket, a gasket is this flexible. Uh, strip that's around the, 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 the rim, the lip of the door of the oven, and it holds all the hot air in. They didn't have those. So the hot air escaped from the crack all the time, unless they took a glob of mud and smeared it all over the crack of the oven door, and that would see, seal in all the hot air. Okay? So the halacha is that one is allowed to break that seal on Shabbat, okay? And it's not a problem of makavapatish. Why, says the radio safe? Because when you put the mud there, you were planned on breaking it and, and removing it. So too, the little ring around the safety seal of caps. When you put it there, you planned on taking it off, and that, that's not makavipatish. Now, what I would have said to Ravadio safe is kavod harav. Anochi offer ve'efe barag lecha. Aval. Okay? Um, there's a very, very, very big difference. <coughs> The, the, the mud that's put on the, on, the, on, the, on the stove, on the oven, is put there every Arab Shabbos and taken off every Shabbos. Every, put on and every time you use it, you're back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And that's the reason why the mud doesn't become part and parcel of the oven itself. It was put on, it's going to be taken off right away. Makabapatish is something that you do to the last stage that you do to improve something before you're going to use it. And it's always the end of a manufacturing process. Always. And of course that this mud is not an end of a manufacturing process. If the company would put mud on it, you know, so when you take home your brand new oven and you, the first time you use it, you break, you have to break it, then that would indeed be makibapakish. But not on a day-to-day use. 
So for sure, you know, that wouldn't be makavipatish. Now, haraya, that if you put something on with intention to take it off, it's still called makavipatish, is the Gemara, and this Shulchan Aruch passing is exactly like this Gemara. In the good old days, when tailors used to, let's say, make a shirt, when they would finish the entire shirt, they would take some stitches, and they would stitch closed the collar piece. They would stitch it closed with stitches to show the buyer that it's a brand new shirt and it's never been used. This is in the times of the Gemara, in the Mishnah actually, they thought of safety sealing things. This is for the consumer to know that no other person ever wore this shirt, that it's new. And the halacha is that it's also to remove those threads on Shabbos because of Makkah Now, isn't that a perfect parallel to the safety ring? No. Oh, who said no? <laughs> yes. What? No, that's Derech Kilko. This is Mamish Makkah This is not Derech Kilko. Okay, but you hear, you see the parallel? Or the example I gave you with, with the basting stitches in, in, in the, in the suit. Everybody knows that one. The basting stitches. To pull out those loose threads on Shabbos is an Isra Makkah Even though the threads were not put in there to, to, to stay there forever, they were put in there temporarily to be removed before you use it. But my, the shirt example is even better because it's perfectly parallel to safety sealing and it's also to, to remove that stitch. So in my humble opinion, I really am convinced that it's an Issa Deiraita. Um, but Gedolia Yaposkin, like Ravad Yosef, say, say it's Mutter. Rav uh, Amital Zatzal used to open it up by holding the top and turning the bottom. It's not just a shinui. He used to do a shinui. Rav Luchensin would not uh, doesn't open up uh, those bottles for the same reason I just explained to you. Okay? So, yeshal mi lismoch, if you want to keep on doing it, um, or if you, uh, you know, see other people, you don't have to go into some kind of a religious conniptions and, and, you know, whatever. Oh, you see somebody being over Makavipatish in front of your very eyes. Um, but I am, I'm pretty convinced it's Makavipatish. But, you know. Uh, one particular type of cap that, that Rav Shomazaman Orbach Zatzal answered Ravad Yosef's claim to admit that he's right was a plastic cap or a metal cap that had a ridge on the inside of it, and in that ridge there was a plastic ring. It's very uh, found often in certain medicines, or in Europe when they sell Perrier water, Perrier water, okay? You have like a metal cap, and inside, inside around the, in the inside, there's a ridge, and inside that ridge is sitting a plastic a double ring. When you open it, the double ring breaks into two separate rings, and then you take off the cap, you could look inside and you see this little piece of plastic ring sitting inside that ridge, but it's not glued there. You know, you could just pop it right out with a toothpick or your nail, you just pop it right out, I mean, the plastic was never really connected. And so, Rav, Rav Shomazam and Orbach said that that wouldn't be a problem to open up on Shabbos. Okay? Um, questions? Yes, sir, Ellie? Um, so, you know, in... So sometimes in the U.S. they do have like a gallon of milk. There's like the, the plastic cap, and then there's a there's like a thing that you pull off that's around it. Is that? I think the same thing as a. It's, you know, but that plastic thing is like originally it was part of a cap. It's like it's it's not like the it's not like it's not like. Like a piece of cellophane, like like tape. No, it's like, no, it's the same if it's, it's if it's the same plastic, and you're ripping that plastic, that means you're modifying the cap, and you shouldn't be modifying the cap. That's the problem with I think 
If it's a ta- like a, a safety seal piece of plastic around it, separate clear plastic, that you could rip off. Yes, Avi. It doesn't make a difference. If you, even if you could, by ripping off that ring, you're still making it easier to open and close, and you're improving, you're improving the clear. It's a matter of height. Unless you want to do the the, 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 puncturing, the puncturing it, we'd get into the, the issue of opening up a can on Chabas, which there are all kinds of heterium and whatever, but it'd be more problematic than a can of tuna because a can of tuna might have a din of chotlot, and this, a lot, of, a lot more people like use it and reuse it, the cat. You know what I'm saying? So it could be even the Yisrael Yishun wouldn't say it. I'm not sure. Doesn't make a difference how you rip it. You should try to avoid ripping, ripping, uh, ripping letters, ripping words. Doesn't make a difference. Doesn't make any difference. Yes, sir. In regards to ripping words, I once heard this idea that it's better if, instead of like going really slowly trying to work your way, your way. Who said that? Who who told you that? I'm not sure. No, no. <laughs> I have a I have a lot of respect for that cheetah. <laughs> I have a lot of respect for that cheetah. In other words, rather than trying to work around the words, to just try your best to not to cut it, but if it cuts it, it's no, not the end of the world. It's better to not pay attention at all and just close your eyes. Keep your eyes closed until after Shabbos? Or just, or just open it without any I wouldn't do that. I would, I would make an attempt to, to you know, avoid, the, avoid the letters. There's a place where there are no words over there, but if, let's say, there are lots of little words and you'd have to be trying to whip around, it's better just rip it without paying too much attention. Don't look at the small print you're saying. I hear you. Uh, yes. What is that? Oh, a bubble, a bubble pill pop thing. And the only way to pop it, and there's words over the whole thing. Big problem. Not a big problem. If you're ill, if you're ill, and you got to get to your medicine. If you're ill, if you. It's like a cough medicine thing. It's not like a. Well, that's a separate question, bro. Just in general, anything you need to get to, something like that. you gotta, you got to try to uh, avoid the letters. You've got to try to pop it in a way that it's, you try your best it's to impossible. avoid letters. It's not impossible. I've done it. <laughs> yes? And the inside, it rips something. And then you pull, like, you put a little ring. Pull that. Oh, you pull the ring out. Yeah. Oh, those things. The neck can't because you can't because you, you just turn off the there's not the, the upper seal like that that's not actually sealed on there the only thing you're ripping is the inside ring and you can't it's not like it's not the can't the you're ripping you're ripping the, the like a like a piece of paper or so a, piece of, a piece of a piece of a piece of tin foil that's in there are you talking about pulling out the uh, whole plastic yeah. inside yeah I would say it's a similar tin to a can a pull cap of a can. That's what I would say. I try. I would try to consciously try to open it before Shabbos, if possible. If possible. Okay. Who? Uh, okay. Seder. Okay. All right. We're done.